Welcome everybody to Port Dover, Ontario for Friday the 13th. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. This is a, a really big event here in Port Dover where uh, every Friday the 13th we have a bike rally where people come from all over the world, uh, or all over North America at least, wherever you can ride a bike from, and they make the trek down to Port Dover, Ontario, a little town of probably around, I don't know, three or 4,000 people. And they uh, they have up to, in a summer event like we have today, they have up to probably about 100, 125, sometimes up to 250,000 bikes that come into town. This is the Thursday night prior, which is kind of the uh, local night. And the idea was that we were going to come down and do a show at my buddy Mike's, who lives in Port Dover. He's going to make it a nice road show for us. And we were going to, and I thought, you know what, if I did it before and then we went out, we wouldn't have any really good stories to tell about all the all the, some of the crazy stuff you see from the biker community down in a little town like ours. Uh, so I said, we'll go out first, and then we'll come back, and then we'll do the show. Well, one problem my thinking was, when you mix that much alcohol and all the beer tents and all the live entertainment and all the great uh, you know anticipation that comes with an event like a Friday the 13th that only happens once in a blue moon, uh, and you... Mix all that together, and then you ask people to come back afterwards and do something like a podcast. Most of those people are probably going to end up wanting to get some street meat and go to bed, maybe bang their significant other, do something dirty, or get into some problems. And what happened was everybody, everybody who promised to be here tonight is now probably snuggled nicely in their beds. And it's about 2, it's 2.47 in the morning, so we're actually in the Friday the 13th itself now. And uh, so I'm sitting here solo. I'm doing the show just me, myself, and I. You get to listen to the, the beautiful voice of Pete Dyke for a full hour. I'm sorry to everybody that has to endure this. But this is what we're doing. So let's do it. It's just me today. Wow, this crowd is fantastic. Thank you very much for joining me today. It's Pete Van Dyke, live from the Dutch Hall. Welcome everybody back. That's uh, you come back to visit me. I don't know if you'll ever come back after this one. It's just going to be my voice today. Live from the Dutch Hall is brought to you by our friends from Amazon Prime. If you've ever been on Netflix, if you're a Netflix customer and you've been on Netflix and you see that they're a bit pixelated from time to time, uh. Maybe that has to do with Netflix bandwidth issue. They have a bandwidth issue, and uh, sometimes you know their quality. Even though you have all the right equipment to get high definition television and movies, sometimes Netflix maybe isn't giving you everything that you hoped you would have had. Especially if you have country internet. Well, you might want to try to see if something if it works any better as Amazon Prime. Go on www.livefromthedutchhall.com, click on the Amazon Prime banner, and try the 30 day trial. If you try a 30-day trial, not only do you get uh, no obligation 30 days to try out Amazon Prime to see if it's a better alternative to what you're using currently, you also get free shipping on whatever purchases you make from Amazon.com or Amazon.ca. Uh, so give it a try. Let me know what you think. Give me an email or reach out to me and, and tell me how it's working for you. 
I think is a fairly good service. They got great uh, programming like Eastbound and Down, uh, Band of Brothers, Flight of the Concords. They have comedy specials from Louis Black, Ellen DeGeneres, Louis C.K., and even Bill Maher. Uh, give it a try. Let me know what you think, and it'll help out the life in the Dutch Hall so we can actually make the show better. So far, I'm at $5.02. It's all coming from our American listeners. The Amazon.ca banner has done squat for the show, so... If you're a Canadian listener of mine, just uh, maybe give it a try. Give me, you know, reach out. Just try to help out the show so we can keep making it and making it better every week. So, guys, this is it. This is the f- this is the fucking show. I can't even tell you how humiliated I am that I'm sitting here by myself. I set up this whole thing. We have a DJ thing beside me. We have Mike. Mike had set it up so that he would be doing DJ into a live crowd. We had people all night. That we're just talking about coming back here and, and uh, having the big after party at uh, at Mike's place on Prospect, and uh, as it turns out, uh, it was all just a crock of shit, and it's just me sitting here by myself on uh, probably one of the lonely, the loneliest days of my life. I've walked this city. I've, I'm you know when I, when we got I left the party. Mike had to sit here. He had things going on at home. And I appreciate that. And, and I actually had a great time. He was a great host. I, I had to finally meet his dad for once, who told me a great story about losing his virginity. It was terrific. I don't know if I if he'd feel comfortable with me telling it, but uh, it was a, one of the most fa- fantastic stories I've heard in some time. I'd love to be able to tell it to you. And uh, everything, was, everything was going really well. I had a great time tonight. But um, the only thing I didn't pull off for you is bringing people back here so we could actually have something entertaining for you to listen to. So what I'll do instead... Is I'll tell you kind of a little history of the of Port Dover. I'll tell you a little history of what we're dealing with here as far as uh, the community and as far as the event that is uh, PD13, what they call uh, Port Dover Friday the 13th. And uh, hopefully we'll get something entertaining out of the whole, the whole thing. The only person I do have here, she's sitting quietly in the corner, but she's, she's, she's been sheepish to talk. Tonight is my lovely wife, Jane. She hasn't been able to say anything. I'm like, Jane, is there something with you? Is there something matter? Like, do you want to get something off your chest? No, you're not going to talk to me? You're just going to sit there? You're not going to say anything at all? Come on, just say something. So I like, might be a lesbian. Oh, really? What? What? Say that again. So I, I like, might be a lesbian. What the? This is, uh, this is, un, uh, this is unexpected, I'd say. Uh, we've been married for, you know, I think 16 years and blissfully, you know, we've always uh, been quite open with one another. This is coming as quite a surprise, Jane. What was it that uh, that made you think this? So I, I like might it. be a lesbian. So you're just going to keep repeating it? You're just going to keep saying the same thing over and over again until you break my heart? Like uh, publicly on a, on, a, on a internet broadcast program like this, Jane? Like, all right, all right. I guess that's what we're gonna do here. So we're gonna do it. But uh, I gotta tell you, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. I'll tell you, we saw some really uh, nice-looking girls downtown. Is that does that have anything to do with it? So I, I like might it. be a lesbian. Why don't you just keep saying it? Just you know what? Maybe you can just be quiet for the rest of the night, and we can just get on with the program. How about that? So I, I like might it. be a lesbian. Well, just I know. Just why don't you just leave it? Leave it at that, Jane. Christ almighty. Well, we're in the town of Port Dover, Ontario. Port Dover, Ontario, I said, is it's like a town of, I don't know, a couple thousand people, maybe four or five, I don't know, by now. They're growing quite a bit. Um, Port Dover 
is one of the older towns in uh, Canada, actually. Um, they used to be, before the War of 1812, they were known as Dover Mills, as I turned turned out. And some of the uh, notable, I, I went on Wikipedia, you know Wikipedia? I hate Wikipedia. They they don't recognize me as being significant or notable, as we've established on this program in the past. But they do uh, give me good information when I need it. And I looked up Port Dover on the... Um, on Wikipedia, and, they, and then one of the things they give you is notable people from Port Dover, and most of them are just a bunch of uh, politicians, local politicians, and nobody really gives a shit about that because everybody who's from everybody who's from anywhere, you have to have a politician that represents you. So every town has some politician that eventually represented them, and maybe did okay in Parliament or whatever capacity of government they participate in, which is all a bunch of bullshit, anyways, because it's. You know, it's just a bunch of people saying what they need to do to keep their jobs, right? So I don't give any any uh, really cre- credit to any of the politicians that are from Port Dover, though it's probably half a list of these notable people from Port Dover. But the one person they do they do have here is uh, they have some they have uh, Red Kelly, NHL hockey player who actually lives outside of Dover on a farm farm out there. They have Jason Cullimore, an NHL hockey player who's also kind of from outside of Dover. They have John Axford, who is a major league baseball pitcher. Uh, I don't know who he plays for now, but he's a, he was, uh, he's a very accomplished closer, I believe. And he also had a wicked duster back in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, they also have, uh, Megan Timpf, Timpf, international softball player and Olympic athlete. But the one that really stands out as being the the most notable person out of Port Dover, Ontario, is a man by the name of Rory Dodd. And Rory Dodd, as it says here in Wikipedia, is a rock vocalist, a rock vocalist who is famous for vocalizing on Ted Nugent's single Cat Scratch Fever. So I don't know if you guys know that, but Rory Dodd, the rock vocalist, comes from Port Dover, Ontario here. So Let's hear it for Rory Dodd. When I think of that song, Cat Scratch Fever Fever, I don't know if it's really got much vocals other than Ted Nugent's that I remember, eh? Cat, it's not a, uh, whatever. If that's all he gets, that's all he gets. When you only have Rory Dodd, you know there's not a lot coming out of Port, Port Dover. But, um, so today we were, I came here, I could hear the music playing from the town. We we're probably about, I don't know, 15 or 20 minute walk from downtown where we, where we are here. And, uh, you could hear right when I got here, the, uh, classic rock playing from the Legion and, uh, a lot of, uh, probably I would say half, half assed uh, renditions of some classic rock greats like sweet home, Alabama, Southern man. They went with both of them, man. Eh? They went with the, with Southern Man, and they followed up with Sweet Home Alabama. And the bikers uh, seemed to enjoy it. It was pretty good. Um, but a uh, small crowd at the Old Legion when I passed it walked further down to where they had uh, uh, the big, uh, like all the vendors and stuff like that. One thing I noticed about the vendors downtown is everything they sell is black. It's like jet black. It's like to... Uh, you can't even see it. I mean, when it's like dusk, it's just like tables of nothing because uh, everything's leather, black leather. And uh, 
and and really it's uh, uh it, it, I don't know what it seems like people are fairly dark like the the people that like riding motorcycles also like like seeming like maybe they're masochists or sadists or they just like to wear leather or or what it, whatever it is but it seems it seems to be like a, a fairly dark class of people um the one thing about the bikers i can tell you i've been i've been coming to these events for probably i don't know last 10 years or so um is that you know the reputation for these bikers is that they're all they're part of organized crime that they're a they're, uh, you know, uns- the, the underbelly of society, maybe the, the you know, pr- probably like the, uh, the more the criminal element of society is like what the bikers have been kind of known in Canada is kind of like the equivalent of the mafia, like the Italian mafia in some of the bigger cities in the U S or whatever. And I think, uh, you know, although that, that is true that there are biker elements in the, in our society that, uh, you know, maybe in, engage in some less than legal activities i'd say that the all the ones that i've met at these events or all the ones that i've uh, run into have been uh, nothing but really gracious and 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 very friendly very proud of what of their equipment and and really happy to show you around like give you a tour of their bike or tell you about what they're trying to do to fix it up or what their bike is compared to another one they're really really if you ask them to take an interest in what they're what they're into they, they they've been they're really nice people to talk to and I brought my kids down to Port Dover, and we've pushed them around in the stroller, and and um, you know we've, it, it, you know, really I've never felt like it was out of place. Even tonight when I walked downtown, I saw lots of people like pulling their kids in wagons and showing them around all the things, and everybody, everything was really, um, you know, it's really a, a family friendly event, except for the beer tents, and sometimes you get into it, it gets a little sticky. Well. I, I was walking downtown, and I, I, I had to get a little bit of money from the bank machine. I look up uh, at the top of this building, on the roof of this building. I could see my brother-in-law, Ryan Vandenbush, sitting up there with this big old beard. He's got like a he, – I think he's growing some sort of a Grizzly Adams beard. It's looking really good on him, actually. But you can see this beard from like a mile away. So I see this guy. I see, I see him. I yell up to him. I said, uh, Ryan, like a bushy, bushy, you know. He sees me. He yells down, hey, Pete, hey, come on up. Well – uh, as he did that, I'm standing next to a guy who apparently got hit with a cigarette butt. Someone on the roof that was with my brother-in-law had thrown a cigarette butt over, and it hit this man. This man here is uh, was probably about, this is realistically probably about 6'6", six, 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 between 6'6", six, six and 6'8". Six, the man was like as big as a mountain. And he looked like Hulk Hogan. He had the Hulk Hogan mustache. He had the blonde hair back and a ponytail. I think it was a braid, actually, or some sort of roped ponytail where they wrapped around it or whatever. But the guy was massive like a house, and he he looked like Hulk Hogan. And I believe there was a bunch of policemen standing next to me as well. And I believe they said to to me, they go, um, or the Hulk Hogan said to me, uh, who the fuck? Who the fuck did that? Uh, somebody's gonna get backdropped, is what he said. Someone's gonna get backdropped. So I see him like heading for the building, like he's looking for a way to get up the building. So I went the opposite way of of Hulk Hogan, and I went uh, and I found the fire escape before he did, and I jumped. Uh, I ran up the fire escape uh, to get to the roof of the building. 
where I told the guys who were on the roof of the building, Hulk Hogan is pissed off and he's coming up here to kick you guys' ass, right? To which everybody laughed and joked around and said hi to me and uh, were really uh, dismissive of my warning. Uh, when 15 seconds later, you see the head of Hulk Hogan appearing on the top of the building. And uh, then they realized that I was not just joking around, that this guy means business. And he came over the building. And you got to understand, this building, uh, it's its a roof of a building that can oversee the, you know, what's going on in town. It's a really nice spot to see what's going on. But there's no, there's no real significant railing over the side of the building, maybe like a couple feet or something like that. But if you were to be pushed, it would be easy to push you off of this building. So when a giant man of like six, seven, uh, you know, 300 pound kind of dude comes up with a full set of steam and he's mad, who the f- saying, who the fuck threw the cigarette butt at me? Um, you you want to kind of watch your words uh, closely. And luckily, the fellows that were uh, guilty of the crime um, were quick to own up to it and apologize uh, really beg for mercy. It was more of a beg for mercy type of thing, where they said, "Please, I, I did it, but I, you know, don't, 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 uh, you know, and like I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say, right? So the guy, right, uh, Hulk Hogan comes up and smashes his. Uh, once the guy admitted to it, he smashed the beer out of his hand, so it crashed to the floor, and he uh, couldn't be more aggressive. He was just uh, as as aggressive as he could be, just challenging the guy to whatever he could do. It became clear right away that the guy had some sort of an accident, so I was right away wondering where he was from. But uh, uh, the whole time that he's, like, accosting the fellow that threw the, uh, the cigarette butt at him, um, my brother-in-law, Ryan Vandenbush, who was unfortunate in the NHL, uh, and quite a tough man, like, really, to be honest. He made a living of out of uh, beating up guys that are way bigger than him, which this guy fit the bill. Uh He's standing probably a foot away from him, listening intently to every word that's being spoken. And uh, I, I was wondering when he was going to jump into attack or and break this up. This because the guy was being pretty aggressive to to uh, this the guy through the cigarette butt, and uh, nothing happened. Luckily, like cooler heads prevailed, and the guy was just realized he's dealing with a bunch of pussies that didn't want anything to do with him. We didn't want to get thrown off a building, you know. And we were just trying to smooth it all out and apologize and hopefully get on with our day. And uh, so what happened was after it all settled up and we, uh, you know, got the guy cooled off. uh, Turns out he's from uh, Philadelphia. He made the trek down from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, up here to Norfolk County to to join in the Friday the 13th celebration. So uh, we wanted to be good hosts. We didn't want to show that we're a bunch of dicks here in Norfolk. So we, uh, we, 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 uh, said welcome hopefully this doesn't uh ruin your time that we had thrown the cigarette butt and afterwards i said to ryan i said when were you gonna do something and he said uh never that guy was a dick like if if he got punched in the face he deserved it right like so um as it turns out our being threatened by hulk hogan was probably the highlight of our evening but uh and i did see him later on in the evening and he was he's still pretty intense man this guy was like really the real deal like intense as fuck right Anyhow, um, that was probably the the height of the excitement for my evening. The rest of the night was more more just uh, looking at people watching and and seeing kind of what what was going on. And I'll tell you something about the people at, at this at the Friday Thirteenth celebration. It is soup to nuts. 
you will see uh, people from like 18 to like 70 at the beer tent. You will see people um, all shapes and sizes from like bankers to ditch diggers and everything in between. Um, the biker community is really not discriminatory. Like you'll see, uh, you know, anyone that's, uh, you know, if you'll see accountants that, that save their money and buy a bike and come down, you'll see people that don't have any interest in motorcycles at all, but just want to come down because something's going on down here. And, uh, for the most part, there's there, I think there was like three beer tents. Maybe there could be more and there's bands at every one of them. It's a terrific, uh, terrific, terrific, uh, event. You know, you got good food, you got street food, you got uh, you got uh, vendors, you have people that are really catering to the community. You got all the local businesses that have their doors opened up later to take advantage of the the influx of people. And uh, as usual, we have the endorsement of our mayor and and all our local council to bring people down to Norfolk. And and uh, hopefully, when they're down here for the bike rally, they'll come see all the other great things that Norfolk County has to offer. So, anyhow. Not funny at all. This is not funny at all. But other than that, uh, it was a it was a great night. We had a good, we had a good time. I'm probably a, I probably have more beers for this one than I did for any other show. The idea was we're gonna have a lot of people riff off of when you come back here. No, not everyone's everyone's asleep. I'm the only one went up. It's like three o'clock in the morning. So anyway, whatever. What else happened today? Today was um, the Ontario election, and to be quite honest with you. I'm going to pause you right now, and then I'm just going to find out who won the election. Well, it looks like the Liberals won in a majority. Uh, today is the Ontario election. For, for my listeners that are outside of Ontario, or outside of Canada even, like uh, our province of Ontario had an election today, and we had our three main parties running, the Liberals, the Pro Progressive Conservatives, and the NDP, the New Democratic Party. And uh, all three choices were probably the worst choices that we've ever had to choose from. In fact, I went in for the first time ever and uh, declined my ballot or like I, I purposely declined uh, having my vote registered because I felt I had no good options at all. This was the most discouraged I've ever been. And not so much not. And now we're looking at the results. I'm not only discouraged by our choices, but I'm also discouraged by the system in general because our, the Liberals want a majority government based solely on the Toronto vote. So the GTA won the vote again for the province. Uh, they got no support outside of the GTA, and they still win, the, win a majority. So it shows you that the weight is very heavily weighted toward the interests of Toronto and the, and the votes or the interests of the rural Canadians or the rural Ontarians like myself, like the people that want that don't want the Toronto Initiative on their backyard, um, we can just we can just sit there for another four or five years and just eat shit and take it up the ass from whatever the Toronto public in, or public interest groups want to do. So, congratulations, Kathleen Wynne, on a freaking another bullshit victory and a bullshit system and a bullshit province, and we're going to be enjoying another four years of fucking recession like we have before so uh not that there was any other better choices but this is the one we got and it's gonna suck just like whoever else would have won would have sucked too so uh there you go i'm sorry ontario but uh you're in for a long few years here because we're not gonna get anything better
Also today was the beginning of the World Cup. So the last World Cup episode uh, that we had, we got everyone primed for the World Cup. And today it started in Brazil. And the first game on day one was Brazil versus Croatia. I think it was 3-1 for Brazil. So we're off, we're off to a pretty predictable start. But the game was pretty shitty. Um, uh, Brazil won as was expected. So tomorrow's the big day, or today I guess now, is the big day where Holland plays Spain. We're expecting big things, uh, and we hope for the best. But Spain's a hell of a team, so we, uh, we, we, I think we'd be lucky to get out of there with the draw. So uh, keep watching the World Cup. And that brings me to my next segment called... Um, we got feedback. <laughs> feedback. Well, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. And this week's Feedback We Got Feedback is brought to you by Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. If you'd like to go to my website, www.livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on the Amazon banner, whether it be CA or com, and buy whatever you're going to buy anyways off Amazon. We have a lot of our listeners that have uh, bought things like books. They've bought uh, toys for their kids. They've bought uh, Father's Day gifts for their dad. And uh, thank you very much for everyone who's done that. Unfortunately, every one of those people, and I think I might have mentioned it earlier, is every one of those people that have bought from Amazon.com or Am have bought from Amazon.com. No one's bought from Amazon.ca. My Canadian listeners have not supported me one bit. So please, if you want to help us keep this show going and you want to help make it better, just figure out something you're going to buy anyways and see if Amazon's got a good deal on it. Go on there and uh, help support Live from the Dutch Hall. Again, you have to go onto my website and click on the banner in order for me to get any credit for it or get paid. So, again, thank you for those who have bought from me. And uh, and please, everyone, try to support Live from the Dutch Hall so we can keep doing it. That brings us to our what's now our regular segment on feedback. We got feedback, which is a listener of the week. This this week's listener of the week is our good friend from california sonia rowan sonia rowan i just wanted to make this another shout out for you i think i've given you a shout out on a couple other episodes but this one is specifically for you not for your husband mark who has turned out to be not nearly as good of a super fan as you are you have uh You've been catching up on all the episodes, and you've been giving me feedback as as it goes on, and I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, good Facebook feedback that's really helped me, and I'm still working on a few things you said. You know, even if I'm not doing the things you ask me, I am chewing on those things. I'm looking for a good sign-off line still. Uh, you give me pointers when I do things that are you know need need some improvement. I really do try to 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 improve on it. So thank you very much, Sonia, for listening. Thank you for spreading the word around California because we do, or we are getting some good listeners out of California. So I do appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. You are the listener of the week. That is for Sonia Rowan. Now, I would also like to take this time on feedback. We got feedback to thank our new listeners. And last week, we got some new listeners from Montreal, Quebec, Calgary, Alberta, Toronto, Ontario, Ancaster, Ontario, Milton, Listowel. Ontario, uh, Nina, Wisconsin, Bellwood, Ontario, Elkhart, Indiana, and Kempville. So thank you very much for our new listeners. Keep listening. Keep uh, spreading the word. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, reach out to me at livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com so we can help make this show better. That is feedback. We got feedback. Nailed it. It's really good when it's by myself. I can really hammer back the feedback. We got feedback. So thank you very much. Jane, you got anything to say to that? 
so I, I like might it. be a lesbian. Oh my goodness, she just keeps riding that same point over and over again. So I don't know what the hell. I am feeling like maybe she's taking this seriously. She's really giving some extra thought. She's just like a broken record over there. So what else do we got here? We got Friday the 13th. We got Hulk Hogan beating us up. We got, or trying to beat us up. We've got uh, beer tents and old, you know, bikers. There was one girl I saw. She was wearing um, chaps, like leather chaps, and a little uh, bathing suit uh, bottom, you know, behind that. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I enjoy seeing that. I see that every day of the week. I like it a lot. Um, but... Uh, a little haggard, like mo mostly the the biker chicks, the ones who are real bikers. Um, they're like they have a certain amount of sexiness to them. Like they're they look like they're kind of like cool, like they'd be fun to hang around with. But if they for every year, it looks like they live probably three of them. You know, like if you're thirty, it looks like you're probably around ninety. You know what I mean? Like you live tough years you earn every one of those things when you ride on the back of a harley i guess because man some of these some of these bras look pretty tough one of the people i ran into when i was uh down at the festivities i was hoping to get him back here but it looks like it was kibosh for his girlfriend was the star of t-shirt club and i tweeted out the picture of him the star t-shirt club barry wilson and uh barry was uh, in the beer tent, he was an easy guy to find. He was leaning against the the uh, sixty foot inflatable bud can, wearing a white t shirt with uh, four letters on the front of it spelling out the word cunt. Which, as you all know, Barry loves that word. I love that word. I love that word. You know. And uh, I'll tell you, he had mentioned it on T shirt club. If you go back to listen to the T shirt club episode, Barry listened to uh, had was very adamant with saying that he loves the reaction he gets when he wears that shirt out. And tonight I got to be firsthand witness to the reaction of people, of people. And he got everything from women coming up to him, poking him in the chest and, uh, you know, screaming at him to people who come up and laugh and high five him, And other people would come and take the, take his picture and then tell him they're going to put it on. The one girl said, uh, she comes up and was really cordial with him. She came up to him and was like, you know, like, uh, can I take a picture of you? He says, sure. He stands there, puffs his chest out, with, you know, makes sure the word is clear for everyone to see. And then the woman takes his picture and says to us, um, I'm going to put this thing on Facebook and say, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> so, it, you know, it get, and every time, no matter what, what people give him, whether they're giving him shit or they're giving him praise, he loves it every single second of it because he loves the reaction he gets. He loves the attention that it brings to wear a shirt that says cunt on it. So, hey, yeah, I like it too. It's just a word. It's just a word and uh, makes perfect sense that he's going to, you know, that, you know, people are going to react differently to it. So I don't think it's a surprise to him when he goes out that he's going to get a reaction when he wears a shirt <laughs> that says cunt on it. But good job, Barry. Keep it up. Keep getting, keep uh, fighting the good fight and making that word part of our, Soon they'll be able to say that thing on TV. I'm, I'm sure as long as you, you desensitize us to it by wearing a T-shirt like that. This show, I don't know. We're 31 minutes into it. I don't know what the fuck I've talked about to this point in time. I don't know what I'm going to talk about um, for another 30. I think I'm, I don't think I'm going to make it, to be honest with you. It's already friggin' 322. 
what am I going to talk about? I mean, think the, this week we can talk about what happened this week and uh, what happened was a whole lot of friggin' nothing. Like um, same old, <laughs> same old shit. I don't know what to say. Wait, I don't know what I, I, last week when we were doing the show, I had a new soundboard, so I wanted to work out the new soundboard. And uh, the one thing we did was we were doing a, sh we were doing a segment on Switzerland and uh, we were like, I can't get my sound effect for Switzerland, but I, I knew I needed one. I just want to show you. This is what it is. This is what the sound effect is for Switzerland. Here we go. <laughs> Which is not to be confused, confused with this one. My ding ding dong, my tra la la. Anyways, that was for Switzerland. I'm playing that for Switzerland because you freaking mountain climbing motherfuckers aren't gonna get do anything in the World Cup, so that's your last chance to get anything uh, written out. The one thing I was surprised with the World Cup episode last week is uh, I can always see where my listeners are coming from. And uh, last week with the World Cup episode, it seemed to be clear that most of my listeners were coming from the bigger centers. You know, we had my core listenership from, uh, lo you know, the local small communities around us like Delhi and Simcoe, Waterford, Victoria, Port Dover, and that's, that sort of thing. But when we, uh, when you looked at the people from outside, it was like Calgary, Montreal, Toronto, uh, some of the big urban centers were listening to the show. And I think, uh, you know, it just goes to show you, I mean, and that's where the big uh, soccer communities the 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 people who are the countries who are into soccer generally immigrate to the bigger cities except for the dutch the dutch will go farm wherever they are but um so i mean it stands to reason that those people are interested and in montreal i couldn't believe the 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 uh, amount of listeners we got from montreal so i don't know who i was offending out there if it was the portuguese in montreal or if it was the italians or whoever but they, they seem to be soccer fans out there so Anyways, welcome to all my friends from Montreal, and hopefully you like the show. This one is going to be very difficult to like because I am not that interesting, unprepared, drunk, and sitting here at 3 in the morning <laughs> trying to get a fucking hour out. Jesus Christ, this is a disaster. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it no matter what. Go fuck yourself if you think I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm going to give up on a week. I'm not going to give up on a goddamn week. This is what I do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm fucking unemployed. Otherwise, I sit here and I talk into the goddamn microphone for one hour a week, and I put it out there. That's what I do. So, <sighs> fuck. This is a nightmare, to be quite honest with you. I hate it. I hate it, but I'm putting it out because I, you know, what are you going to do? We go out. I had a good night. Everybody had the best intentions. They're all going to come over. I got chairs all over the fucking place. I got a full DJ set up beside me. I got it. It's all set to rock. But what I did was I drank too long and I just got caught up in the festivities and all the weirdos and all the the craziness that comes with Friday the 13th at Port Dover. And the band that I listened to, oh, there's a couple bands I listened to. One was a country band. I'm not very, I'm not big into country music, to be quite honest with you. So I had two beers and I got the hell out of there. And then I went to another band. The band was uh, very good, but the sound was just horrible. Like, the band knew what they were doing as far as playing the songs and playing the instruments, but, God, the sound was just so distorted and shitty, you you didn't even know they were playing anything, you know? So, but, 
Anyways, lots of good local talent and these sorts of things. Ah, uh, man, this is awful. This is like the worst. This is worse than the, f the fucking show I did at Ballsy's when, with uh, the other live show. This was supposed to be a shop tour, but as soon as I came here, I said, this is a no shop tour. This is a dentist garage, and this is a Ukrainian hall, I think. It looks a lot like the Dutch hall. It's actually a, it's an old garage, and Mike, Mike, goodness of his heart, the guy's a great guy. He uh, cleans out a, a corner of it, sets up a table for me, and uh, gets everything prepared. And then I really screwed it up, so I have no one to blame but myself for this one. And uh, if you if you want to shut the show off, do whatever you want. Um, the one thing I wanted to say about um, live from the Dutch Hall is uh, the show is um, like there's no correlation between the amount of people listen to this show. And the quality of the program that I put out. At least the way I determine what the quality of the program is. Like this show is like. Uh, I've done shitty shows. And they do just as good as the as the good ones I do. So I don't know. I can't figure it out. I don't know why you guys like it. If you want to please tell me what you think of this thing. I, like This week what I was really impressed with. I got more likes on Facebook than I've gotten in some time in one week. I've gotten more compliments about the show. Well, listenership's been okay. It's been just been half-assed since the weather turned nice. It's like the, there's a lot of people don't have as much time to listen to a podcast for that long. So I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I got. I'm hoping to get a few, few good book guests in, and we'll see if we can make this thing better for you. I'm totally sorry that this ended up being as shitty as it is. I just hope that uh, we can make it better next week. Before I go, though, I want to tell you a story. Uh, about, oh, I'm going to tell you a story that I heard uh, from Mike's dad. I'm just going to say it anyways, because like, it was such a great story. Mike's dad, I don't know how old he would be, maybe in his 60s or something like that. He played in the CFL, and uh, so I think he's got complications from the career that he, that he uh, played in the CFL. And, uh, but he told me this story about when he was 16. So this guy's got to be probably in sixties, I would imagine. Great guy, real nice guy. And, uh, he met, he said when he was 16, he was a lifeguard and, uh, he was a lifeguard at this pool and this older woman, really good looking, or he said she was a good looking woman, about 40 years old, uh, asked him to come to her house and do some swimming lessons, like do some, some, uh, private swimming lessons for him and he said that uh, she came out for the swimming lessons and she was wearing a robe and then she comes out to the pool and then drops her robe and she's just got nothing on underneath and that was his and I said do you know did you know what to do and he said she showed me what to do you know and that was it and oh I, that story sucks when I tell it but the, 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 when he told it it was a lot better believe <laughs> I just like the story I like the idea of the whole Mrs. Robinson thing where you just like this like wide-eyed kid like innocent as all hell and then someone someone one of these older ladies just wants to like you know teach show you the ropes and teach you what was up that to me is like one of those old like uh those old like mrs robinson fantasies that i never had the luxury of living so when a guy tells me about it i always think of that think that's the best thing i've ever heard so uh hats off to uh mike's dad for living it and and sharing it with the rest of us so i know i didn't tell that story that good but that's what i got uh man i don't know how bill bird does this is it hard to do a one mic show this is like 
absolutely impossible to do, especially when you mix a bunch of booze and you also do it at freaking when you should have been sleeping for five hours. And that's where I am right now, folks. So I, again, fucking apologize, apologize, apologize. But what are you going to do? I wanted to get something out to you. I am also going to see Lucas Wilson tomorrow at the Holy Trinity. Lucas Wilson, thank you very much. He did my show a few weeks back, and uh, tomorrow he's doing his fundraiser, and he's going down to, uh, after he finishes the fundraiser at Holy Trinity, where I'm going to see with my kids, he's heading off to Italy to do a Guinness Book of World's Record show. So, again, like, uh, congratulations, Lucas Wilson. I can't wait to see your show tomorrow. If you don't, if you haven't uh, uh, anything to do, come out to Holy Trinity tomorrow on Friday the 13th and go see Lucas Wilson. Bring your kids. It's supposed to be a good show. That's it. I'm not going to go much longer than this. It's 40 minutes. It's 40 minutes of torture for everyone. It's absolute bullshit. Uh, I do not congratulate the liberals for their victory in Ontario. I don't congratulate the... I wouldn't congratulate any of those fuckers that won, that won that. You all should be ashamed of yourself. That was one of the worst campaigns I've ever seen. Not one of you showed that you were... Uh, showed any ability to lead our province. And now we have another majority government so we're not going to, we're not going to have any choice in the matter anytime soon hopefully maybe the pcs get rid of hudak and we get a new guy in that might or girl in that's going to be better than that bullshit because you know we just have to have somebody that's more likable and knows what they're doing it's going to run a tight ship and actually freaking get our province out of the doldrums that it's in most of our country in canada is doing real well right now we have like a <sighs> You know, we have uh, booms in Saskatchewan and Alberta and stuff like that. And in Ontario, it's, they say it's probably like a, it's like a recession right now. So I don't know. We shouldn't be congratulated here. It's a we're in a, we're in a real sad time in our province. And hopefully something else is going to change. Hopefully Kathleen Wynne will do something with the responsibility she's given by the people. But I have very little faith that she's going to not be just like another one like all the other ones. And uh one of these days, they're going to let a guy that just says whatever the fuck he wants to say and tells us the goddamn truth will be a, able to be a, a politician that can get elected. But for some reason, we want we only elect people that are totally full of shit and uh, only look after their buddies and their family and their friends and all this crap. And we're stuck with uh, we're stuck with more and more nepotism and bullshit. So. My condolences to Ontario for a crappy election with a with a lot of crappy options out there, and hopefully at least they know we we are unhappy here as the voters because you gave us no options as to who who to vote in. So that's what I got to say about the election, about the World Cup. You will see Holland surprise a lot of people tomorrow when they kick Spain's ass. If they don't, I will be cleaning up. And telling you the truth next week. Next week on the podcast, when hopefully I'll, when I will have a guest, I promise. I'm not even hopefully tomorrow. Next week, I will guarantee I have a guest, so you don't have to endure listening to me for a whole fucking hour like this, because this is terrible. And then, uh, and I do have a couple of guests I'm reaching out to, so hopefully we get that all straightened out. We'll be announced something on on uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, next week to let you know who our guests are and people who are listening to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, this show is nothing without our listeners. And we've got a lot of great listeners who have given me feedback, who have uh, been there week after week for me, who are catching up on a backlog of shows. And I hope you can all um, keep it up. Tell your friends. Go on to iTunes and give me five stars if you can. 
oh, by the way, I forgot my buddy, the Haitian dwarf. We did feedback, we got feedback, and we never even mentioned my buddy, the Haitian dwarf. Well, let me tell you about the Haitian dwarf. He did give me feedback like he does every week, and I just wanted to tell you what it is. I wish I have a Haitian dwarf uh, a ringtone here. I don't really have a Haitian dwarf or a sound effect. But the Haitian dwarf did give me five stars. We got five stars from the Haitian dwarf, and he said his his uh, it was uh, his feedback with regard to the World Cup episode, and he said Haiti equals Haitians, Canada equals Canadians, Japan equals Japanese, Ghana equals Ghanaians, England equals English, Australians equal Australian. He literally went on. We got it after fucking Japanese. Like you didn't have to go on that far. He goes. So how do you get Dutch out of Holland? And then there's the Netherlands. What the fuck? Question mark. Haitian dwarf, I got to tell you something about the Dutch. The Dutch, what we do is uh, we're very, like, uh, regimented people. We are uh, uh, very intelligent people as a whole. We have dumb Dutch people. Don't get me wrong. There's, a, there's Dutch people who are just as dumb as anyone else. But for as a whole, we're very efficient and a very... Uh, intellectual people that's what i like to classify us as and sometimes the uh truths that are involved with being a dutchman uh one of those being the fact that we're from the netherlands holland uh, uh, and we call ourselves dutch and we you know it uh, that, that doesn't seem like a logical train of thought to the layman but when you're living in the upper echelon of the dutch mind that uh it makes perfect sense and sometimes it's important just not to question the greatness, just to accept it as, as such. So Haitian Dwarf, that's what it is. And uh, you're never going to figure it out in Haiti because, uh, to be honest with you, you're a bunch of scrubs there in Haiti. I'm just going to come right out and say it. And I've actually suspected for some time that you're not even Haitian. And I don't even know if you're a dwarf. I'm just going right there and say it. A lot of people have said it to me, and I've always given me the benefit of the doubt. I've always said, no, no, no. Why would my listeners lie to me? But they go, really? Is this guy really a real Haitian dwarf? How does he know so much? He seems like he knows you. Everyone has suspicions as to who the Haitian dwarf is. Well, I'm telling you right now, uh, I believe 100% in the guy's word. But I'm starting to suspect it now. Enough people have told me. So Haitian dwarf, if this is, un if this is unwarranted, I apologize. Let me know on your feedback for next week. Are you really Haitian? Are you really a dwarf? Is this just all a crock of shit? Because you can't, I mean, really, I think that would be awful if you're toying with my emotions like this. Also, I want to tell you a little bit about the, the t shirt drive we're doing. We got a Dutch Hall t shirt, live from the Dutch Hall t shirt. You can get it on Teespring. I have, um, I've sent out the link. It's on my Facebook and my Twitter for the t shirt. Um, it's a live from the Dutch Hall t shirt, a plain black t shirt. You can get it for women, men. You can get a hoodie. You can get a, uh, muscle tee or a tank top or whatever it is you know those, those sleeveless shirts with life and dutch hall logo on it i need about i think i need in order to get the order done i need uh, uh i don't know another 11 orders in order to get the t-shirts ordered if we don't get the 11 more orders then uh the, they're not going to make the shirts and then everyone that has ordered so far is going to be a shit out of luck so if you're listening to this if you got to the point where now you're listening to this you've gotten through all the shit all the mumbling and talking about nothing. And now you're at the point now where you're hearing me talk about the fucking shirt at the very end of the show. Go in and buy a shirt if you can. And um, we'll be able to make these things. They actually look pretty boss, I think. They look pretty cool. They're black, nice black shirt. Fucking the logo on it looks awesome. 
But what's what I'm going to do, if this one strikes out, I'm making another shirt next week. It's going to be a different shirt, still related to Life from the Dutch Hall, but maybe it's something a little bit more clever. And we'll see if that one sells. And we're gonna, if that one doesn't work, then we're next week we're going to do something else until we hit on something and we actually sell some of these fucking shirts. So um, stay tuned. Keep watching. Keep listening. And uh, thanks a lot for doing this for me. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, I'm Pete Van Dyke. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to me and take care of each other. How do, everybody? The only thing left to do is play us out, Dave Charters. I don't even find my fucking, uh, I can't find my, <laughs> I can't find my, uh, oh, there it is. So, Charters, will you please play us out? Jane, you got anything to say before we go? You got anything at all to say? You just going to sit there again? So, I, I like might it. be a lesbian. Oh, geez, still on that, eh? Guys, I think we'll uh, talk to you next week. Hopefully, you can talk her out of it. This is a time where everyone just takes their headphones off and talks about how great a show it was. Not gonna happen this week. See you next week, everybody. Bye.